0: Welcome to another edition of Bucky's Bunker on our Miami Valley Golf Podcast. The purpose of these podcasts is to record stories of our game's rich history, interview interesting people, and share some information to help us all enjoy this wonderful sport just a little bit more. Today, Bucky invites Dayton golf coach Gip Hoagland into the bunker as they discuss their upcoming season. Well, joining me today is the University of Dayton uh, golf coach, Gip Hoagland, and leading the conversation, as he always does, is our longtime golf writer and friend of our game, Bucky Albers. Bucky, take it away.
1: All right. Gip, yep, we'll just uh, start rolling and talk a little bit about what's going on. Uh, this is your, what is this, your 11th or 12th season as Flyer golf coach? Uh, this is my twelfth. Twelfth, and uh, did you have any idea you would do this <laughs> for twelve years when you started?
2: I, I did not. I really did, and it was uh, when I took it over as a part-time job, and um, being a PGA professional also. I figured it's just something I'd do on the side. and it, It's kind of flip-flopped now. Now this is my career and my passion, and I'm um, working at uh, NCR is is awesome and everything. That's kind of my. Second-tier job, so it's kind of flip-flopped. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's great. Hey, this this year, every year uh, is different because of different players and some graduating and all that. But do you did you ever dream that you would be in coaching in a year that is it this different as it is this year?
2: No, I don't think anybody could, to be honest. It's just, uh, I mean, every day. I mean, you plan and plan and plan, especially as coaches, you plan to the day and everything. And every day it changes. And uh, it's uh, things I always teach, control control what you can control. And everything that's going on, we can't control. So we, just, we roll with it. We try to stay as positive as we can and uh, just keep on going with the punches.
1: Do you, do, do you expect that in college golf, uh, we're going to have uh, matches canceled and, and uh, postponed as they are with basketball and some of the other sports?
2: Um, I think I think we will um, mainly because of the interstate travel um, with oh, yeah. the CDC guidelines and everything. Um, in certain school, every every conference, every school is they're handling everything differently. And, and um, um, like we ha- we have guidelines that from the university that we're following from the CDC that we that may prohibit us possibly from going to another state down the road if their uh, positivity rates are too high. So, um, does it doesn't mean the events will get canceled. No, but maybe there'll be an event where a team or two can't travel because of that. Or maybe a school will get an outbreak right before the event, things like that. So, um, I'm sure it's going to, it's the travel. is the, the hard part with golf. It's not the actual playing; It's the travel.
1: Yeah. And now uh, do you uh, have materials to give to your players to let them know exactly what can happen if they uh, don't uh, follow the guidelines?
2: As far as like disciplinary type things, or
1: well, or being being eligible to play. <clears throat>
2: um. It, yeah. Yes. To a point. Yeah. Because if they, especially the way our travel schedule is, if, if one of my players um, was to test positive, um, he's definitely in jeopardy. Because we a lot of times, I mean, he's going to have to quarantine for ten to fourteen days or whatever, and we haven't especially once we get to april we have four events from april 12th through may 2nd Um, Uh so they they would just just based on that alone um based on cdc rules would have to quarantine for 14 days um let alone any contact that they would have on the rest of the team so um we've we've been very aggressive from our athletic department here um making sure our kids do the best they can to stay in their bubble um all of our students have been tested. Uh, we'll be tested before each event. And, and you know, with kids, you just got to keep telling them and keep telling them and keep telling them and hope they listen.
1: Do, do your players live together
2: a lot of them? Um, not in groups, yeah. Yeah, by class for the most part. So uh, my juniors and seniors live together. My sophomores live together. My freshmen live together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is um, good and bad.
1: <laughs> what's that?
2: Which right now, this time, it's good and bad, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting uh, you're you're getting fairly close to um, to resuming, and when do you resume play?
2: So our uh, first tournament is February 22nd. Um, we're scheduled to go down to um, Hilton Head Island and play. Uh, Francis Marion hosts an event down there um, at Palmetto Hall. So um, we're less than a month away. So we're you're getting pretty excited.
1: Yeah, I bet. I bet your players are excited as well.
2: More than, more than excited
1: <laughs> <laughs> now uh, how does practice work uh, with them they this is golf and this can be done individually you know players can practice by themselves mm-hmm. and accomplish more than a basketball player for instance could accomplish by practicing by himself Correct. and uh, so uh, these guys in golf can play as, as yours I'm sure have, in the summertime, and 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 even, I, I don't know what the limitations uh, on them are once school starts, but I'm sure they can practice uh, on their own as much as they want to walk we'll, out to a golf course and play, but there must be some limits on team practices. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, so we're allowed, um, just like any, any NCAA Division One sport, we're allowed 20 hours a week when we're in season, and that includes – um, strength and conditioning and any mandatory required hours. So, um, zoom meetings would be included in that practice, but, um, in a normal year, um, they can practice, um, on campus, whenever they want. We have a facility on campus right now in, in our gym. Um, they, they could come in 24 seven, they have access to the facility, but this year with COVID and everything, um, it's been reduced. They can only be there when I'm here. So like, um, if, if we don't have a scheduled practice, but I'm on campus, they can come and practice but they can't just because they can't get in the building so we've kind of locked them out uh-huh. but um and then mainly it's because we have every almost every sport is playing this spring um with uh-huh. the exception of football but football is still practicing so volleyball is a fall sport they're playing now and um soccers are playing now so we it's just with facilities and everything with the cold weather if you want to practice inside we got to share the share the space and practice when we can and and make sure the kids are all abiding by um um, all the all the COVID protocols with wearing masks and being away from each other and stuff like that. So we gotta we gotta monitor them a little bit better.
1: Now, what space are you in indoors uh, on the campus?
2: So we are in um, Prairie center, um, where it's the old uh, field house. Um, its volleyball is their main court. That's where they actually play their games. Um, but then on each side of that, there's kind of like a sideway basketball court type thing. So we have a we have probably a hundred by 40, 60 feet area where I mean I can have six guys hitting into a net at one time, and we've got a thirty by sixty roll of turf that rolls out for chipping and putting, and and uh, we've got a couple um, uh, launch monitors that they use. So um, we've got we've got a nice space for right now.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm familiar with
2: that old field house. I'm sure you uh, are from when I was a student in 1956. Oh, Lord. So. <laughs>
1: So the the basic framework hasn't changed much, but they you're no. doing it all you're doing a lot more indoors there than than they've ever been able to do. I think.
2: Yeah, we've been able to do this about, <clears throat> um, about six years now, um, which which has been great. Um, it wasn't super expensive to, to get the stuff we have, but um, it's just sometimes it's too cold to go hit outside, and, uh, even with the space heater. Sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about your uh, roster a little bit. What the, First of all, what players that you had last season uh, have graduated or gone on for other reasons?
2: Um, I lost two. There are two brothers, Paul and Dominic Um uh, Dominic was a two-year captain. Um, one, one year would have been two-year um, all-conference player. Um, he was our scoring leader last year. Um, he graduated, and he was – he was going to come back and utilize his fifth year, but just with not knowing everything, what was going on, um, and in hindsight it was a great decision because he had a job lined up. So he's working in the in banking industry right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so he he's working in uh, uh, Cincinnati right now. Um, and then uh, um, so that's really all we lost from last year. Um, so that that's good.
1: Mm-hmm. So your seniors the, the, your seniors this year, then, I think, are uh, Con, uh, Connor Quigley and Hayden Zimmerer? Yes, yes. Okay. And then I've got you with uh, Ryan Clements and Blake Solomon as juniors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and Kyle Schmidt and Dylan Stevens as sophomores. That's correct. And Henry May and Miles Miller as freshmen.
2: Yeah, one more, Ethan Snyder. Ethan Snyder? Yeah, S-N-Y-D-E-R. Okay. And what, what what class would he be? He, he's a freshman also. Okay. Where's he from? Uh, Dublin Jerome in Columbus.
1: Oh, yeah, you have another kid from Dublin Jerome, do you I've not? Got
2: th- I've got three.
1: Uh, you have three now?
2: <laughs> Blake, Blake Solomon, Miles Miller, and uh, Ethan.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, sometimes
2: uh, you, you find those schools... Um, I, I look for certain type of people, uh, not just good players. And uh, sometimes you find you, you find that school, and you kind of dig in there a few times. I've had, I think I've had eight kids from St. X on Cincinnati in my time here. So um, sometimes you just know where to go, and you get good people and good families, and you keep going back.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I have a, a granddaughter who goes to school in, in Dublin, and. And she wouldn't go to Jerome High School. She'd go to uh, one of the other Dublin schools. But So that's why I'm familiar with Dublin, yeah. Jerome.
2: It's a nice area. Nice
1: area. Yeah. Good, good yeah. golf
2: there. A lot of good golf courses there.
1: Who was your uh, low scorer are you, are you with the lowest uh, scoring average last
2: year? Um, Kyle, Schmidt, that... Kyle Schmidt ended up nipping out Dominic right at the end, um, right around 71-something. I don't know that exact details exact numbers but uh so he's my best player coming back and he's a sophomore um really solid player um and i'm expecting a lot of him
1: uh-huh like east right
2: yes that was his school yes
1: yeah now i saw that you have a kid from uh i think it's edina minnesota
2: yeah that's Henry May.
1: Henry, <laughs> yep. how do you get a golfer from Edina, uh, Minnesota, uh, to come to
2: UD? You know, it, um, a different connection. His uncle is the uh, athletic director of St. Louis, and um, at the St. Louis University. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh-huh. so he um, he gotten he got Henry's information and passed it along to Neil. And then Neil passed it along to me, and he's like, "Hey, I don't know this kid from Adam. I'm just I'm just being the go-between here, so I don't do anything just because it got sent to me." And um, so I started looking at him, and uh, he actually was taking a gap year. He wasn't happy with um, the school, where how he was playing at the time, and he wasn't getting a lot of good looks. But he knew he was good enough to play D1, and so he took a gap year. And I started watching him a lot, and had him on campus, and. And uh, he really matured a lot um, in that year. They took off and competed a ton. So um, uh, it's just kind of one of those things is you sometimes you use your connections sometimes to, get a, to just to get noticed, and uh, it worked out really well for him.
1: Yeah, well, that's great.
2: Yeah. That's
1: great. We, we need more, more. – we need more guys from Dinah Minnesota to level
0: things out here.
2: <laughs> it's actually, it's warm for them, so they get here, they don't feel too bad when it's 35 degrees. Like yeah,
0: that's probably
1: right. His buddies are all playing ice hockey.
2: Yeah, it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so uh, you just kind of go on what what you get from scores and everything at the start of the season, right, to, to, to determine how you're going to
2: place these guys uh, in the event, to a, to a point, it's hard. It's hard going into the in the spring, and in, in the fall, it's easy because we have we have qualifiers, and I can see them play, and it's it's pretty objective. Like we we go have five or six rounds of qualifying, and top guys go. In the spring, it's a it's a lot. It's a combination of what they did in the fall, even though we didn't play, we had three weeks of practice, um, and we actually did have a couple qualifiers, so um, we kind of bounce off the fall, and then. A lot of it is is going with my gut, um, who I feel I have the most confidence in, going to play a course that they haven't seen before, and and stuff like that. So, but uh, you start kind of rotating guys in and out of the lineup in the spring, so you kind of have a, an end goal of all right, conferences, and conference championships, end of April, and by mid-April, I've got to have an idea who's going. So you got to kind of see everybody and figure it out real quick, and sometimes like can put a guy in the lineup if he doesn't play well yet. Put, take them out, put somebody else in, and kind of work it out and see see what you got.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the obviously the best way to do it. You want your guys yeah. that are playing well and playing the best to, to be out there representing the school.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Now your uh, your schedule this year uh, are, are you go, are you guys going to go down to Pinehurst in in March?
2: Yeah, so March 12th okay. through the 14th.
1: And that's a good. Uh, we're, uh, is that played uh, on what course?
2: We play number eight. Um, so we'll go down. We'll play number eight. off there's just it's actually a four-day tournament, so which is nice. And we'll play a practice round three three straight days, but all of them are on on course eight. Uh huh. I played Pinehurst once, it's a beautiful place. It's it's my favorite place on the planet. I love it. I love it there. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, I die, if got... I'm fortunate enough to go to heaven, that's what I want it to look like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, when you see pictures of Pinehurst, it's always the people sitting there in a rocking chair on the clubhouse there. I know. It's so and, cool. Dude. And when I got there, uh, I, I went there following a UD game over Davidson a few years back and my son was with me, and I, and we got there late at night, drove over from Davidson, and uh, I don't know what time it was, it was, quarter of 12 or something, and I said, before we go to our room, I want to go sit on one of those chairs yeah. there at, <laughs> at the clubhouse. It's a great view. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a wonderful place for these uh, college players to get to yeah. go and play, too. Yeah,
2: and miners they actually host the event, and they do, they do a really good job. They they uh, treat the kids really well, and, and uh, they show them around, and they kind of give them whole access to the entire facility while we're there, which is really cool. So
1: That is neat. Then, you know, in your schedule, I, I like your schedule where you get to play uh, here at home then in the spring in the Wright State Tournament, which is yep. at Heatherwood. Yep.
2: Yeah, your tournament,
1: team. which is at NCR.
2: Yeah, that's
1: then cool you go one. to Ohio State to play in the Kepler. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, the... Uh, uh, Atlantic 10 Championship. So that's a great spring lineup for these yeah. kids.
2: Yeah, we're always throwing, we're going to Penn State also right in there too. Um, assuming assuming we're able to go there right now, they're having some issues with the pandemic. So hopefully we can go there. But uh, yeah, it's nice because our, our invitational is a new one because usually we play in the fall. And uh, mm-hmm. that got canceled. So forced, we're fortunate enough that NCR had an open weekend and uh, um we get to go there and yeah we, i mean having three events close to home is is always really nice it's it's easier trips for the guys and they always they love going to ohio state and playing because a lot of my kids are from ohio and state championships are always there so mm-hmm. they kinda like going back and reminiscing with all their um experiences there in the past so um,
0: speaking yeah, it yes
2: looked, looked like a good schedule
0: But, you know, Uh, uh,
1: I see the Atlantic 10 Championships at the Reunion Resort in Orlando. Yes, yes. Uh, Have you been there
2: Um, personally? I have not. We were supposed last year was supposed to be the first year there um, and got canceled. So we had been at Grand Cypress for, I think, five or six years, um, which Mm -hmm. is in the Orlando area. And they closed down um, and redid a big portion of the facility. They had multiple golf courses. And so they actually shut down. So we were forced to move. Um, So reunion uh, was uh, nice enough to take us. And so this is now going to be year one. So um, I hear nothing but good things about it. They've had NCAA regionals there in the past. Um, So I'm sure it's going to be a good test for everybody. And and, uh, it's always nice to get out of um, Ohio or in the Midwest for your conference championship. So we're fortunate enough we get to do that
1: yeah is there a um is there a preseason favorite for the elite golf championship
2: um, you know this typically there's we vote on stuff like that this year we have not um but at uh, davidson's davidson and vcu are always tough outs um um we we were typically right up there as well um um off and on uh, Richmond, Richmond usually has a very solid team. Um, but I, I would say just based on what I know VC would probably have a little heads up right now. They're a little further south, but so does Davidson so um, mm-hmm. but uh, Davidson's got a really good program. They've been playing really well the last couple of years. so um, it's usually about a, I mean four or five teams have a really good chance um, and, and there's no runaway
1: uh, uh-huh.
2: teams right now. In golf, weird, because we don't see half these teams until we actually get to that tournament. Um, uh-huh. We're all on our own. I may see VCU once, and Richmond once. I see George Washington a couple times, but there's a lot of schools I don't even see until we get down there. So it's, it's that's where golf's a little different as far as conference play goes. Um, yeah, It's just you just don't get get the opportunity to compete against the teams in your conference too often.
1: Yeah. Well, it's good uh, to uh, have a variety like that. And mm-hmm. and with the number of schools in the conference, uh, you're you're going to have some schools you won't see till that tournament. Right. That's okay. Right. That's okay.
2: It is. It is. We're spread yeah. out pretty far, so, especially a lot of schools. So,
0: yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank well, you. For, it, sorry. Go ahead, Bucky. Okay. I was going to say the same thing you are. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we, well. We found out what we needed to know.
1: <laughs> and uh, so uh, – uh we can wrap it up
0: okay well thanks again uh for both of you being on and uh all the best to spring season Gip and um uh we look forward to seeing uh, your accomplishments as we get through the spring
2: well thank you very much I appreciate you guys taking the time and having me on and uh wish nothing but the best for all the other schools around and uh, hopefully we all get to have a uninterrupted spring season <laughs> no
0: kidding Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. For more information on this or other podcasts, visit miamivalleygolf.org. And don't forget to follow the Flyers golf teams on daytonflyers.com and on your social media channels, Dayton M. Golf and Dayton W. Golf.